everyone, and welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. I'm Evan, and I'm the lifelong fan who is familiar with all aspects of the franchise. Well, my friend Ed here is familiar with the Transformers, but it's really not something he likes. We like to joke that he hates it, but I think secretly he doesn't. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if a trap of or if it is a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. Thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, Ed? Roll out. <laughs> I'm doing very I'm doing very well. Doing cool, very man. Well. So I was thinking back to uh, episode one uh, and how I touched on the fact that I was disappointed when I got my first Transformer. Um, and uh, But I wanted to put a little spin of positivity on, on that. But also I wanted to follow up on that. And, uh, and I wanted to think a little more about what, uh, what toys were you disappointed in when you were a kid? But also, what was your favorite toy? Like, like not in not, not having Transformers. It can be across... Toy lines. It can be, this could be anything. Okay. Uh, do you remember Robo? There are these little suction cup base uh, robot things that had these little, like, um, almost Robbie the Robot arms. Max Steel Robo Force. Robo Force. Yes. Yeah. They were kind of cool. And uh, like the uh, upper body, you know, it was, it was a neat idea. It kind of looked cool. Really went to that old style Robbie the Robot style, you know, robot. But man, they were kind of awful. Those were terrible. I yeah. I got one of those as a as a gift one year or so, something like that, and <laughs> I remember like just I remember just being this is this is bush league. Uh, yeah, I was really yeah I was really not uh, not into that one at all. I did think it was cool that he had like a little he had like a little tray or whatever, like a compartment on the front where they would open up and you could put all of his accessories. So I think like the like the hands swapped out, or he had like claw hands that could hold guns and weapons and stuff but it, whatever whatever he had like all of his accessories would fit in the body which i thought was mm-hmm. uh was pretty handy because uh, especially if you were a kid who was prone to losing uh accessories or you know them not being not having a place to be stored and then you, you know your mom comes and sweeps them up and throws them away like, oh you see me like every kid okay yeah r.i.p a bunch of gi joe guns <laughs> uh from uh, around age eight for me I had a friend, I, this wasn't so much me, but I had a friend that was just violently uh, disappointed by Mask. Really? Yeah, he was just, uh, he he was so bummed out and so angry uh, uh, at the size of the figures, because those weren't standard, like, action figure, like, three-inch figures. Those were, they were some, they were some weird thing. They that were, I don't know, yeah, I they were those guys. They were, I don't, so typically we think of, like, G.I. Joe figures, and there are three and a quarter, right? Three and a quarter, so three and a quarter, yeah. Yeah, these were probably like two, two and a half. They're small, man. And they weren't really detailed in the face. They were they're just really low detail. They just I guess they spent the budget on all the uh the, the uh the, play sets the and the vehicles, which right. were great. Don't misunderstand me, man. Those are fantastic. But yeah, I can see that. Those things also the figures also had Star Wars articulation and uh which was kind of a no-go in a post G.I. Joe world. Uh you know, it was just shoulders and hips and um but yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of anything where the the helmet comes off. Like, uh, if you have a figure that has a removable helmet, I'm or a mask, you know, like yeah. Zartan. Uh, oh yeah, I'm totally. I'm, I'm totally in for that. Um, Actually, I, yeah, I, there was the a lot of the early uh, GI Joe figures had that. Like, you know, Duke 
Um, yeah, yeah, they all, yeah, all those, yeah, all those, those guys. guys. Yeah, they, those guys all had helmets with like visors and stuff, which was pretty yeah. cool. Also, um, and he was just like he went on and on for probably like two years about how much he didn't, <laughs> uh, how how disappointed he was by mask. And, yeah, um, I, had, I had a bunch of those I figures. Know, I, thought was, yeah, I thought they were cool. I, yeah, I, I, I like them. Um, I will tell you, number one uh, favorite single favorite toy of all time, though, straight up, uh, the Millennium Falcon. The, uh, the really the scale problem man that we talked about this i know that's the thing that's the thing i have a I, I, but i have a story about okay that, please uh, about Let's that one, um I, I was very i was a very poor uh kid um and uh th- there was a year where I, it was just my mom and i we were you know we were we were not terribly well off we were very bad off uh for a long yeah, time yeah i remember um, you telling me how you uh you were sleeping like basically a back porch at one point you know, you guys were. Uh, that definitely... was even. That was even later on. That was like wow. high school. You're doing that. better yeah, than. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I own a house now, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things are looking up. But uh, that was a year. I think I was probably like four or five or something like that. And um, we were going to my aunt's for Christmas dinner, and uh, we stopped at Kmart. I think with was my my mom, my aunt, and I. And it, I mean, bear with me because this was you know like almost forty years ago, over you know forty something years ago. So we stopped at Kmart. My mom asked me, what do you want for, for Christmas? And I was four or five and I had never even fathomed that, you know, I was just used to here's some things. You got some things and this is mm-hmm. you know, what you get. And I was, I don't know. I, I, I thought I just wanted like a ball to play with my dog. And I was like, yeah, just a little ball to play with my, with my dog. That's, You're that's, American, I, man. I, I don't know. I, I had no idea. I didn't have any concept of, of, of asking for, mm-hmm. for, for Christmas presents. And so my mom came out with this giant, uh, this giant box, uh, puts it in the trunk. We go to my aunt's house. And I, that night I opened up the Millennium Falcon and I was just completely blown away because it was, you know, I was four or five and that, that thing is, is huge mm-hmm. scale problems aside. And then it should be, you know twice as big as it really is but um yeah that is a huge toy and when you're a kid you can barely pick that thing up it's uh, you know it's as big as you are uh, yeah. you know when you get it and um uh so you know i spent that whole night with uh, i think my uncle helping me put stickers on and put everything together and all that and um that was just that was just a great toy and um and but thinking as an adult thinking back to um you know how much that thing cost at the time and uh you know because like I, I think in like modern money i looked it up and it was it's it's close to like a hundred dollars adjusted for inflation or something like that which mm-hmm. which that must have just been like a ton of money for my mom at the time so it's uh that, that's a, that'll always be my favorite my single favorite my number one toy so. yeah that makes a lot of sense um so yeah actually we uh we have these memories with our favorite toys there was a there was a christmas where i don't know if my dad worked a lot overtime we were doing well or whatever like there were a lot of presents under the tree, and I remember that was uh, near the tail end of He-Man. So he, some He-Man oh. guys in there, and you know, I had I had a lot of GI Joe uh, hovercraft, cool stuff, man. Um, and you always remember those happy memories from a kid. You know, I I've always been very, I I always want to give my my children uh, the most I can because I know how it affected me. I'll back that uh, that up though. Uh, it was I think. After it might have been the year before that, maybe maybe Christmas or no, my birthday the year before that Christmas, I think. Uh, we went to service merchandise behind University Mall. Remember that? I do. I, yeah, I, yeah, I love that store. Uh, that yeah, was, man. That was a cool store. Found uh, went there with my with my grandma and uh, my mom, and um, they had me pick out a toy, and I shot for the stars, man. I ended up uh, bringing home Jetfire. Oh. At, 
yeah, man. That's, that's a that's a that's a good one. That it is. is a, I remember that, is that a good one. big box, man. It was uh, it was the uh, the Valkyrie, the Robotech Valkyrie yeah. repainted. Yeah, and we were talking about it recently. How it was? It's really of that cl- those classic Transformers. Uh, it was really one of the best ones, and you know, honestly, it's it still holds up. People still go for that thing. It's crazy. I mean, it was it was a fantastic toy. You know, I, I it was big. It was heavy. You know, it had like all the armor pieces, which of course you ended up losing most of them. I remember I broke the shoulder on it. There was a little hinge on the shoulder that broke. Every one of those yeah. things breaks. But I, I kept it, man. I, I kind of like held it together, and I I did my, you know, I played it for years. Years later, we were. Um, I want to say I was. It was probably like three or four years later. I, I used to I used to have this. Not with my mom. I didn't have it. My mom had this old sewing desk that if you open this uh, this uh, plate on it, there was a slanted uh, shelf in there. You pull up with it with the sewing machine on it. You, you know, basically it, it, it stows away the sewing machine for when you're not yeah. using it. It was the best, um, I guess, I don't know, almost like place for a, a ship to lift off from because it has like this angle <laughs> thing. So I must have been playing with it at one point and I left it in there completely forgot about it i couldn't find it i was i was kind of heartbroken probably for like you know a few days and then you know new toy because it was you know the 80s we had toys all the time it was a great time but man i always missed it so one day we're i'm going through things looking around i honestly i was probably looking for like a spare change somewhere like so i can go ride the store and you know, get candy or something like that and i found it it was sitting in there still where i left it wings out it was i was like oh my god man the thing holds up so well and even like what's that no, no, it, no, it really does. I have a, um, I have a that two thousands ish era uh, Takara Valkyrie mm-hmm. on the shelf. Actually, that uh, the yeah, that's that's basically you know the same toy. It just it's less die cast, but um, it's it's got yeah. the armor and everything. But it's the same scale. It's the one fifty fifth scale or whatever, uh, whatever it's supposed to be. Um, and I mean, we were all always disappointed that it didn't match for the show, but it didn't really matter. It was a cool toy. Uh, oh, so, no, absolutely great, absolutely great toy. Yeah, so uh, that's um, actually like I re- you, we remember these uh, things when we go and say, okay, I remember where I got it, when I got it, what is happening. And I can say that about some of my favorite memories about getting you know toys when I was a little kid. You know that kind of stuff holds up. I you know even now, um, things I you know still obviously collect now, um, not as much as I, well probably more than I did because you know I have a little bit of money here and there. So the things that are special. <laughs> really uh reach out to you but then when you combine for your kids uh to me that is even like i guess more special so and your, your kids looking to go that's that's cool man uh they don't always do that because um i guess i have uh less uh mature taste than my children but um here we are <laughs> same same um oh, oh you know another one that i was uh really unimpressed with were the uh the, the 80s wwf figures as big rubber guys <laughs> i was yeah. That. I, yeah yeah i really hated that they were bendy because um i, I already had gi joes and GI, the way the gi were articulated uh they were the best figures for wrestling because you could they could actually do like all the moves and everything like you could do headlocks and suplexes yeah. and stuff and uh with those with those uh those wrestling guys they were just kind of in one pose and so it was like like, <laughs> yeah. like I couldn't do like a, you know, like cool, like, you know, like arm bars and stuff. Like I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, GI Joe's, you know, the funniest thing about GI Joe's, uh, one of these things I remember, um, my parents had gotten like new blinds for the house. And you know, when you have blinds, you have those, uh, those like almost like ladder, like rope, uh, things that go with the whole bed turn them. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. We yeah. had, uh, we had like the just for a short window. So we had a bunch of those, like those rope ladder things and like strings. 
they gave me these things and I've like freaking put them on um like on shelves and I have like my guys climbing these rope ladders. Like, you know, it, it was G.I. Joe figures were so good because they were so versatile. Um, they held up. I mean, honestly, one of my favorite things to do is because we were talking about weapons earlier, is to buy those weapon packs. They look stupid on the shelf. When you get them, man, there's so much stuff in there. Um, and you know, I don't know why it doesn't end up being some of my favorite kind of packs because you know, all these little accessories, weapons, stands, and all the kind of stuff. It was really neat. You know, I think later on looking back on it, I really appreciated it more. Uh, well, you know, those were also those were also good for uh, kids like me whose moms uh, swept all your guns up so you could just buy another exactly guns for exactly for man you know? yeah <laughs> and, so yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you this is gonna be controversial but uh, here we go here we go since we're on this podcast one of the most depressing depressing I should say not not depressing um, one of the most disappointing figures would be um, the original Megatron only because the character on the show looks so imposing and. I mean, the thing barely stands up on its own. Oh, he's a goofy bow-legged dude, man. He's yeah, uh, he's got, yeah. got the uh, the the trigger crotch. He's got the um, <laughs> right, yeah. right. All the accessories. I mean, you can make like this this cool gun emplacement with accessories, and he kind of he kind of holds up on that. But I mean, the the, uh, the scope that goes on his arm kind of holds the whole arm down to the ground. Um, it's just a terrible figure. I mean, I would I would say like best figures that you can go into the uh, masterpiece figures they've done, which fantastic representations of the of the um show uh, characters because they've had you know 40 years of engineering to learn from things we got to remember these things i mean honestly the uh megatron you know it was a what 1979 takara so we're, we're looking at you know how many years now we're looking at 44 years of engineering change and okay, you know no, good to know yeah right. i mean you can't really you can't really fault him for that i mean Hell, we had um, you know, Mazinger Z toys that were just basically guys just shot their fists off. Looks really cool. I will, I will brook no insult to Mazinger Z or Great Mazinger, <laughs> Mazinger. Uh, no, great man. You don't talk trash oh, about super well, robots. Shogun about Warriors. Super robots. Oh yeah. my god, I yeah, I love those things. They were so good. They've really, it's um, really, uh, it's aged well. I think I we have a lot more of a nostalgia for that, and they they hold it well. They look so good. They display really well too. Those are they really do. cool. They they look really cool in your house when you have those. Um, uh, kind of a pain to uh, to when you're moving to transport around, as I can attest, because I lost two of them at one time. No. Um, yeah, and you could say that they were transported to Oblivion, oh! which is the name. Oh, I just said the name of the episode. So <laughs> I heard uh, the transfer. <laughs> I thought you'd get in there, man. I knew it. I was like, here's the segue. By so the let's way, get into it. Yeah. By the way, I gotta say right now. Transport to Oblivion. I love these titles. This to me sounds so um, Harlan Ellison style short story titles. Uh, yeah, it, it totally is. I was I was gonna say seventies prog rock album or um, or yes, uh, say, uh, some, uh, uh, a, a crop rock album, maybe like a a can or a noi album from the early seventies. Like, like a little yes, um, maybe yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we're fans of uh, so yeah, yeah I, I love the title. This, uh, same, this, same. It's, it's good. I, I, I'm already, uh, I've already had to bump up my, my rating system a little bit to, uh, to account for this. It's such a good time. Yeah, man. Um, I, I wish the, uh, let's not get into that, all that. So yeah, man. Um, we, we're basically coming off of, we think the, uh, the, uh, Decepticons have crashed into the ocean, by the way, why haven't the Autobots left? They got all the, the resources, they got fuel, they got 
ability to repair their stuff and they're just hanging out man they're just saying yeah if you're going to give us more stuff we'll hang out longer i guess you, you know you know uh, kind of an unsung guy in this uh, in this series so far though is the narrator hmm? i don't know who this guy is but i, I really like his voice a lot oh, and uh because it starts off with him just going four million, four million years, years and I was, I was like man this guy's great this guy's uh He's on par with the uh, in a world. Uh, the, yeah, the same so, thing, man. Yeah, he uh, yeah, he did all this the Sunbo American. You know, if you if you had a uh, last time on GI Joe, you know they'll. Oh, oh, I'm sure this guy just uh, oh. was working for, and he's probably doing soap commercials on it. Uh, and his, and then... But you know, uh, speaking of speaking of four million years, though, yeah, um, and, and maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but uh, so they, well, not, well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Where, where, no, where, where, you know, so yeah, we get this quick, uh, really quick, you know, back, you know, we're going to tell the, uh, the, the trilogy that, that kind of introduced the show in like three or four lines, which whatever, man. Which is, yeah, which is fine. So they're all, they're all hanging out. Um, I think I know you're going to go with this, what you're talking about later, but um, mm-hmm. they're just out there talking outside the base. If Cliff Jeffer walks outside and says, Look at the Septicon. Like they are, they have PTSD. Right. Septicons. He sees a rock outcropping, which honestly, it looks like a looks like it could be Starscream sitting up there. But he shoots it, knocks rocks on Optimus Prime and Ironhide. They're like, you know, it has that that music, like something bad's about to happen. And then you know, they're like, hey, it's cool. And they're not here. It was just a rock. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I was a little jumpy. So then Ironhide goes, you know, hey, we kicked their butts and sent them to the bottom of the ocean. But Optimus does not think so. He looks unsure because he hasn't seen the bodies, man. Why is he unsure now? Why wasn't he? Why wasn't he unsure like before at the end of the last thing? When he's like, when he's, he like the, checked. he's like the worried dad. He's uh, he he stays up at night going, "I bet they're down there just biding their time." And he's right. He's not, no, he's absolutely right. But he should have checked. This is like Halloween too. Like or like <laughs> you check. You go right outside don't, and check for the body. Don't look away from where he, he went down off the patio, man, off, off the balcony. Keep eye contact the entire, all the way down, all the way down. Uh, so, so, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. So, so we flashed to Cybertron. Well, yeah, before that, well, before, oh, before oh, that, oh, I, I, oh, I know okay. you're going like this. I know you're going okay. with this. Uh, all we, right. We get in there. Megatron's happy. They think they're all dead. Man, they've been busy. They've got like a little underwater city thing going on there. There's like these these metal oh. pods, with windows, and stuff down there. Oh, they've got like a Legion of Doom base going on. They do. It's fantastic down there. So yeah, they've been busy. <laughs> yeah, and the Autobots, Autobots still living in a crashed spaceship in the side of a mountain. They haven't they haven't fixed anything up yet. They don't even have a door. Still don't have a door. <laughs> yeah, that's um, something that never occurred to me until you brought it up. Uh, I think like last episode, <laughs> the episode before that. Yeah, it's just a hallway. It's a hallway. Like. So take it away. You're going to Cybertron. Let's hear this. Shockwave has been sitting in that chair for four <laughs> million years. <laughs> He's just been sitting there. He's sitting there waiting. He's, he's like just, he, he's, he's, like, he's like sitting. he's like the jilted lover. He goes like he'll call me. No, he's he, just he, a, he said he would. He'll call me. Like, hey man, wait here. We'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> it's been, he's, he's, He's been there, like the engine running. Like he'll call, he'll call. <laughs> Four million years he's been sitting there, and, he, and, and it's like he's a little low in energy, but like he's, he's, he's other than that, he's fine. What else is going on with Cybertron? Nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. Part nothing that is, going on. The best part of that, he shoots randomly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. no. I mean, Christ, he's insane. He's been sitting in the same place for four million years. Why he shoots up whatever by himself? He didn't have any friends. He's, just, he's, he's clinically insane at this point. 
but they, so Megatron gives them a call, and mm-hmm. they and they, they FaceTime on uh, <laughs> on on eighties uh, villain screens because villains, bad guys in the eighties, in the seventies, and the eighties, they had these screens that they could watch the good guys on all the time. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever notice this? Like, oh yeah, because no they they would have these screens like like Lex Luthor or uh, or like uh, like the Joker. They always have like these screens where like. They can just turn it on, and it's like a giant, a giant CRT, uh, the size of a wall. But it just follows the good guys around. Like there's, a, there's, the, what, where's the camera? There's no camera there, and they, they just, they, they can just watch stuff. So these are, these are villains. They have villain screens. They're just, uh, yeah, it, I, you know, villain screens. When it first comes in, too, it's all that kind of wavy, like bad reception. It kind of comes in. He, he moves the rabbit ears a little bit. Comes oh, in yeah. here finally. You got to tune it in. You got to, you got <laughs> the tracking. And um, in case you missed the original, the original three episodes that came out, uh, he they greet each other. Shockwave, Guardian of Cybertron, Megatron, leader of the Decepticons. Like, so we know who they are. We know who they are. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a formal Cybertronian greeting. You have to, you have to, yeah. get to, 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 uh, to greet your anyone with a title has to be greeted with the title. Like, uh, you know, it's um, the best part about that exchange is after after Shockwave goes Megatron, leader of the Decepticons. Megatron goes and future ruler of the universe. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> He's getting ready to add that. on to his. It's coming. He's man. getting ready to add on to his titles. Oh man, this was such a good. This is such a good exchange. I, I like this. I, I like. Uh, I like Shockwave. I gotta say that uh, he's actually cool one of my favorite uh, characters. Yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. I like mm-hmm. him. Uh, Megatron goes on about how he's gonna suck the planet dry and all this stuff, which completely disregards the fact that at the end of the miniseries, Earth just gave them enough energy to run Cybertron. Well, like, it gave uh, the Autobots. Yeah. Because they saved the planet from the Decepticons, so why they can they have it, it all freely. Why haven't they, they taken it back yet? It's just there. There's enough there to save the, the whole planet, which is kind of the whole... The Cybertron is like a giant ecological disaster. that They don't have any energy. So somebody gave them the solution to the energy. And now... <laughs> but it, it, that, that plot's completely gone. Like, where did all that energy go? The Autobots are... The Autobots are stockpiling for themselves. They're gas-guzzling... Yeah, man. Look, fuel he, inefficient. He's, a, he's an over cab Peterbilt man. That thing's gonna need a lot of gas. That dude gets like fifteen. They're, they're a bunch of race cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah, it's a bunch of high octane race cars and, and all this stuff. And uh, meanwhile, you got like, you know, you got like Soundwave who just runs on batteries. You know, like he doesn't have any oil. <laughs> the two batteries on his back. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got some battery. You got some couple of double A's. Yeah. Speaking of that, next scene we see your boy, your favorite, sitting on a generator. Just cranking out sound that. wave. Oh my god! Oh, he's putting out that. Uh, he's putting out the some groove tunes. Man. He is. He is. On, he can do. He can do it all. Power station. So he's somehow he he has at some point in the past we assumed that he's he's transformed himself into a tape deck and mm-hmm. insinuated himself into some poor power plant worker's life to where this guy thought that he could just pick this thing up and just carry it around with him or whatever. Man, what uh, is with these these guys out there in the? Uh, out there in the desert, I guess they uh, they keep finding Soundwave on the ground, picking him up. I'm like, well, it's mine now. <laughs> oh, like, oh, man. Take with me, this is, yep. Spike. This guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a recurring theme. I, I I really at this point, I hope this happens in every episode. <laughs> I know it won't because I've said nah. it, but uh, I, I really wish that it would. So, but yeah, so so he's actually in disguise. He's a robot in disguise. He's in disguise. He's, he's arguably the only Transformer that ever does this. And the best part is, man, they're working. There's a guy. He goes, "Man, make great tunes on your radio." He, the guy looks like it's not my radio. <laughs> <Whoa."> <laughs> All right, and yeah. So, oh yeah. So and yeah. So he transforms like uh, like he's used this this ploy to get in here. 
and uh, he ejects uh, laser uh, laser beak, I think. Yeah, laser beak. Uh, and just he just starts blowing stuff up or whatever. Laser and then up, like, yeah. so so the plan here was for him to transform, get taken in, transform back into the robot, wreak some havoc, and then so the the, the rest of the Decepticons could come in and and attack this place. They just blew a hole in the wall and came in anyway. The whole yeah. the ruse was pointless. I, I love I love the the uh, subterfuge part of this. But there's really no point in this because they just melted a hole in the uh, garage door, which it looked like a big garage door, you know, like the big loading dock doors. Yeah. They melted a hole in it, walked in like, all right, we got this place is ours. No one. Who could have done anything against them? Why would they? No, exactly. It's just like 10 dudes work there. And uh, (laughs) and, and, uh, here's like these giant robots that are with, you know, like military grade weapons all over. What are they going to do? And uh, I think Soundwave just likes doing this stuff. He, I think he's I think just he a sneaky dude that just likes to do this kind of stuff. And he's just like, look, man, uh, look, he's the originator of robots in disguise. He's the one. He's the guy. Because he's the only, like, he, like I said, this is like the third time in the, in these episodes that he's that he's done this. Just to, look, he's gonna he's gonna hide in plain sight. Look, man, and he's a, and he's a master at it. The Egyptian lover doesn't work overtly. He's got to come in. Real quiet, bring it in. <laughs> and then he hits uh, you with that. Then he hits you with the beat. Then he hits you with the beat. The beat starts and it's on, man. And that's it. You're done. You're done. Speaking of the beat, though, we, we flash to uh, jazz. Jazz's, Jazz's fight, man. Jazz has apparently upgraded his sound system. And uh, the same station, too. You, you get that? The same song? Was it the same song? The same song. Yeah. Which is, which is great because, like, Sadly isn't like. Wait, when you see it, he's not technically like a a, a radio. He's like a, a micro cassette recorder, which you don't normally use those for entertainment. Those are usually for utility purposes, right? Yeah. So, which would imply that either he is a radio, also, which would make sense because he's a communications specialist. Yeah, man. If you, if you the toy has like little dials on the side and everything, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like a real thing. Right. Alternately, though, that, but that the other implication here is that that song is just so popular that Soundwave blasts it on cassette, but also jazz. And also man, has it Spike on loves it. And, uh, dude, Spike is dancing. He's a dancing machine because he didn't have to drive. Yeah, obviously. And, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's he's kicked back in these in these like ex- ex- huge bucket seats apparently in the inside the Porsche. Those look real comfortable, and those are way more comfortable than any Porsche I have ever <laughs> in my life seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the 1976 <laughs> Martini Racing Porsche 935. 935. That, is, that is a that is a great car livery there. As a side note, but yeah. Jazz Jazz and, goes. Uh, let me rev up the decibels for you. Scat Man Crothers comes in. Let me oh, rev yeah. up the decibels. He Doc. doesn't care. He doesn't care about <laughs> human hearing, any kind of hearing loss or anything, anything like that. He's nope. And, he, and he's got the automated uh, volume slider. Did you see that? It slides. Oh yeah, man. That's you know, that's pretty nice for, for that period of time. That's a great radio. Rev up the decibels for you. That so what cool. happens though? There, there's a power outage because you know apparently the traffic lights aren't working. There's a traffic jam. So instead of actually helping, he turns around and leaves. So yeah, he, he takes off and uh, goes back to base, and they're trying to figure out where this power drain is coming from. Optimus asks Teletran One C. Now the the Autobots have it right; they like to be able to use the uh, villain screen, but they actually send out a, a satellite. Yeah, so that's you know Sky Spy. And Teletran One sends that out. So they survey the power station, see what's going on, and <laughs> there's this like he gets in close, like oh, there's Megatron, and <laughs> there it is. He's like just hanging out, like hey guys. Uh, Megatron lives. Optimus Prime looks like someone punched him in the guts. No, Megatron lives. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he was a uh, poor guy. 
And I love it too. He he says, "Well, we got to go take care of Megatron and the Decepticons. They're back, so let's get the all the all the Autobots we can to go to the base." And there's like six hanging out. Yeah, everybody else is on a mission. I guess they only they're felt like scouting? animating. Yeah, they only felt like animating yeah. X amount of guys in this one. Well, yeah, and, um, yeah, budget and all that, but it was great though. Like, <laughs> they're on a they're on scouting missions. We won't call them back though. Apparently, they they can't or so. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you have instantaneous communication across space. Like you couldn't just call a, a like a, like a a car. Like you know, they're, they're, it was in car range. You know, like I mean, hey, come, hey, come back. We got to go fight some guys. I know you're scouting and all, but uh, yeah, yeah. We, we know you're uh, driving like the next city over. Could you come back, please? He takes them to the plant, and the autobots break into the ceiling and attack. I love that. They they crash to the ceiling. There's a hole in the uh, garage door. These the guys loading dock door. These guys don't. They, they robots have shooting. no respect for anybody's property. No. Before that, that was a big, that was a nice toy ad with all of them transforming. Before that, though, was, uh, <laughs> yeah, he gives them the the command to transform, like, like roll out, but like, yeah, transform. Then they all transform, like one by one, of the camera pans. You know, and you're like, I want that guy. I want that guy. I don't really <laughs> yep. want that guy. I want those two. Out, but I gotta have those two guys. Yeah. yeah so they, I mean, they go to the to the the power station though and starscream skywarp see them like they come, come through the ceiling and they start running after him starscream skywarp drop the energy gun john keeps and run off oh did, <laughs> did you catch that they're somehow they're pouring liquid energy oh into yeah this energy on cubes? Uh, out of yeah. a solar out of a solar power plant i don't know what it what it, what's it doing with that solar panel solar power it's turning it into um, energy yeah. water turning yeah. it into gas yeah, I guess. exactly I man energy water <laughs> uh, they, 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 they got red bull in there these were the um, flat ones again. They, they were back to the pizza boxes. This yeah, <laughs> which um, comes in later, man. They're like triangular mm-hmm. shaped later. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, Starscream and Skywarp run off and Megatron yells after them. Cliff Tripper starts trash talking Megatron. He just side smacks oh, him across the whole room. Dude, it, it, it's it's no effort. This, <laughs> this was when like Raditz first showed up in Dragon Ball Z and just like one shot need Goku and like put him out for like two episodes. This yeah. was, dude, there was, it was nothing. It was <laughs> This poor guy got totally slammed into the uh, into the wall, and they managed to remember to animate the hole in the wall for the next few scenes. Also, I, I caught which that. is I caught a that. huge that's a huge thing, man. They always forgot things like that in, in episodes, yeah. like for all these cartoons back then. So yeah, the subcons mop the floor with them actually after they uh, they <laughs> crashed the ceiling. Oh, they, uh, they they trash these dudes, and uh... yeah, aren't aren't no, actually no, I'm sorry, Megatron. Gets grabbed by by your boy Soundwave, shoots Optimus or shoots at him. Ironhead runs in front, takes a shot for him in the in the shoulder. You know, it goes down, and you know they try to work on him. So yeah, they, you know after they uh, they they mop the floor with the uh, Autobots, they go off to do something, and they're they're with the, with the Energon cubes. So Bumblebee says, "I'll go spy on him," and uh, Spike says, "Yeah, I'll go with him." Oh, oh, uh, back, back, back up real quick. Okay. Laserbeak's voice is absolutely stupid. Like, his, like I don't know, somebody voiced Laserbeak for a minute, and it was the worst thing. It was like, I they, just like got, that. they just got some intern to, like, make some squawking noises or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, yeah, was, it, it was so bad. <laughs> it was completely out of place with everybody else, because uh, um, as I've said in the past, I'm, I'm, I'm not a... Um, even in the things I like, I don't really engage much with uh, with who voice actors are and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, so, something that that one voice put into sharp relief how good a lot of the rest <laughs> of the cast of the show was uh, is, and because uh, this was just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like dude, I can't even 
<laughs> I can't even do it justice. It was so bad. Oh, and then, but and right after that, oh, like oh my god, here we uh, here we go with the scale again. No, Megatron transforms into a gun, and Soundwave shoots him. Like, but but once again, uh, Soundwave can do it all. He's a, he's a crack shot. Also, in addition to oh yeah, in addition to having the intergalactic uh, voice, he's also he's also a crack shot. He's also uh, he's kind of he's kind of yeah. man. Um, not, as, not as much of a crack shot as Optimus is later, but we'll get into that. We'll get we'll get into that. Yeah um, yeah so yeah so, so oh, oh but a rat, oh also also Ratchet is is trying to patch up Ironhide here. And well, yeah. uh, man, there is some uh, like, hey buddy, let's keep <laughs> let's keep it PG in here. Let's not talk about from this panel up and play around the, your uh... the, the, yeah the rear end jobs and all this stuff, man. And uh, <laughs> and and, and Ironhide like, whoa, I don't think we need to do that today, buddy. Um, uh, he has a small town doctor sound to him, also oh, like, hey, your buddy, let's take a look <laughs> at your uh, your rear. You're <laughs> right. It was real like. <laughs> Dude, I was I was losing it watching this. This was good. Um, yeah. Oh, but so anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, Bumblebee's gonna go scout. But when they're planning that out, though, uh, something I thought was really cool was that uh, Jazz and Prowl are hanging out with Spike, but they're in this little canyon, and but they're all like kind of posted up and like leaning against like the canyon wall with their feet crossed, like they're cool guys. Yeah, come on, Scatman. Oh, Jazz, cool. is a, Jazz is a cool guy, but Prowl's a cop, and uh, <laughs> and uh, see, I don't think that. I don't think that the jazz would be hanging out with, with with a cop. I'm just saying those two. Those are two Autobots that, even though they're on the same side, I don't think those two guys would be would be friends. I don't think that Prowl would be friends with Bumblebee either, because you know who drives Volkswagen. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'm just saying they're not friendly. They're not friendly <laughs> with police cars, if you know what I mean. I think it have a true now. Right. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So they go scout. So yeah, who lets their their 14 year old son go scout? In a VW bug, I mean, we already came, came to the, uh, the what is it the second episode of the uh, of the trilogy the uh, that opened the, the series. Sparkplug went there at Bumblebee. I mean, he at least he's an adult scouting with him. He's letting his fourteen year old son go and scout spy with him. But you know he, that's what he does. And uh, so we cut to Shockwave and Megatron. They're working on plans for the space bridge. A space space bridge. bridge. Man, this is <clears throat> this is cool. Uh, it looks like the Gravitron. It does look like the Gravitron. It looks like it, the freaking it, it, Gravitron. It, it, it does. And thank you for spoiling my joke later. Uh, down oh! <laughs> I wrote the same joke. I think actually. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad on the same page there. See, but yeah, it's a, the... it's a it's a space bridge, and it's and it's pretty cool because you have to like. It, 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 like you have to get into like a little ride. You got to get in this little car. Like, uh, yeah, it, it looks like a Cybertronian jet. It looks like what Starscream looked like on Cybertron. It kind of does. It looks like um, I don't know. It looks like a test flight thing. Like like a test pilot would you know, would have. You know, like like you know um, oh god, what was the original Green Lantern? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, not, uh, Hal, not Hal, Hal Jordan. Hal yeah, Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. So it's not Hal Jordan would fly. You have to get on this thing and it, go on this track and get a running start. And then, so, go, then, then you go, go to the cyclotron, and then you get to go on the space bridge and go to and go to space, but which is which is honestly, uh, as far as eighties uh, uh, kids sci-fi inventions yeah. go, this is actually pretty cool. It's, it's uh, very uh, cool. Yeah, uh, this is much cooler than like like Mumra having to you know uh, cast a bunch of spells to get more powerful, or uh, that guy from Silverhawks having to move a sun so he could transform. Are you talking about Mumra, the Ever Living? Yeah, well, remember he had that like. Well, he was like a, he was a he's weak, a mummy. Frail guy. He, well, he was a weak frail dude, and then he had to like 
cast a bunch of spells so he could yeah. up. Why don't you just like <laughs> why, why, why don't you just cast some spells to fight the uh, the bad guys or fight the, the, the good guys, whatever. So. So they need the test fails because apparently you can't send a uh, a test r- flight rocket thing on a on a track and make it go into the gravitron without it like hitting the side. So they need a volunteer. Well, look, hey, they they caught Bumblebee and uh, Spike, so they're gonna put them both inside the cockpit of this thing. Just see so, how it works. Bumblebee, like, so they they're they're observing this from the the canyon edge. Yeah. And, and they're like, so Spike, oh, yeah. hop, Spike, Spike hops out and they're, they're, you know, and Bumblebee transforms are looking at it and they're like, oh, we better guess we better go tell Optimus Prime. So Spike's outside, he's standing there and Bumblebee like turns around like with his feet on the, the very edge of the cliff. And, and that's where he picks to transform. And he's just transformed and he's like teetering on the edge of the cliff. And what does Spike do? He gets in the car. He hops in and then he's like, oh, Bumblebee, you better hit the, hit the get the traction. It's almost and like he's in reverse. Down. He went so fast. <laughs> I know. And then he just falls like, down. Oh, shift. Shift, like, man. Why don't you just take a step forward before you transform? <laughs> so VW I mean, Bug has, like, has like four positions in the shift. Okay. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. they, just they, fall, they fall down. There you, uh, you go down, man. Um, and so, yeah, they, they say, well, we need a volunteer. So you're it. Puts them in there. This is one of my favorite things about this. The Autobots, for, they're the worst about putting Spike in danger. They escape. He breaks out of the glass and he, he, he takes off. And, you know, and Spike runs next to him. He drives. Spike runs next to him. I expected the door open. I'm like, get in. No, he just runs. Spike falls. He keeps going. He, keeps going. he leaves him there, dude. He, he goes like care. 50 feet further. He turns around like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I left you and, and it was Ravage. It wasn't like yeah. it was like a whole bunch of Decepticons. It no. was Ravage. It was literally it was like... During that whole exchange there, uh, when they put Spike and Bumblebee into the little uh, the little, little test plane thing, something mm-hmm. I noticed is that like they fit in that like like Bumblebee is a, is a tiny guy. He's like the tiniest of of, of like the non cassette transformers at this point. So he and Spike are sitting in this thing, and they're almost the same size, which is which are let's get the scale thing. But the other thing is that. The, the way that they were sitting in there and how big they were compared to the, the actual little transport thing, none of the Decepticons could have fit in that thing to drive. Yeah, why make it... Like, 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 like Rumble uh, or Frenzy could have, could have fit in there. Was it Frenzy? Yeah. The other, yeah, yeah, the Rumble, Frenzy, that, yeah. yeah hey, those, you're, you're learning, look at that, you. You're I am. I'm learning I, something. I, I, I know. Um, <laughs> th- those those guys could have, could have driven it, and that, those are the only ones. Um, but uh, there, there's a, a little joke in here where um, Spike says... Like, we're going to escape by the skin of our teeth. And Bumblebee goes, I didn't know even teeth had skin. And I I may be wrong, but I swear to God that this joke got recycled in Star Trek The Next Generation at some point. Oh, I'm sure said, it did. But I think Data said that exact thing or something along those lines, like like oh, yeah. uh, like eye teeth or something like that. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I, I'm pretty sure that, that yeah. this joke has gotten recycled. Yeah. So they're ti- like Megatron and uh, Shockwave are, are timing this whole thing, and Shockwave tells him he needs like three thousand astroseconds, and man, Megatron just threw a fit. Like that was unacceptable. Three thousand astroseconds. How long is that supposed to be? They're gone. Okay, not to jump ahead too far. They're gone for like three or four hours. How long is that? I have no idea. Well, how, how long is it? Like, it's like the Astro Leader. How much is in an Astro Leader? And, uh, uh, but I don't know. Apparently, 3,000 Astro Seconds is completely the, the wrong answer to give to Megatron when you're talking about like interspecial distances. Bumblebee takes off. He tries to escape. And uh, they chase for a while. And um, Starscream and uh, Skywarp <laughs> are going after him. 
there was a cool uh, the, the animation there was really it was a really yeah. cool smooth uh, little bit there it was um it, it, normally it would just be like one that that looping background thing with like a you know, the car going but this was a real kind of uh kind of dynamic uh thing and kind of something you would uh, you wouldn't really expect to see in in uh, this era of kids cartoons i thought that was pretty cool well he finds a little cave which is you know, a neat idea then he find he finds this uh he crawls up this giant hole in the top and yeah. peeks his head out the top and starts screams up there like, hey, right buddy. There. He shoots him. <laughs> He's got the Null Ray again. Yeah, he shoots on the Null Ray, knocks him out. Yep. And uh, Megatron shows up and he is pissed at Megatron. Like, I told you I didn't need help. He's like, <laughs> Come on, trust Star me. Starscream is, is the worst. I try to overthrow God. you, but trust me. What happens though? Bumblebee's on the ground and Megatron has some hentai tentacle in his chest that comes out to reprogram Bumblebee. I, he altered his memory chips. Yeah, with this uh, his chest snake, I guess. He did. That was cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, who knew? Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knew he had that thing? Uh, run Cybertron with that. Apparently so. Yeah. So the Bumblebee returns and sounds distressed. And he tells Spike was captured, and he then recounts the exact exact longitudinal coordinates of the space bridge in this cave. And they're yeah. all like, "But really? All right." He's also, well, he's, yeah, he's also got the uh, the brainwashed voice from, uh, from the movie. They're like, "Hello, guys. I uh, I am back. The space bridge is here, and we like, are not. Oh, hey, what's up, Bumblebee? How's it going, dude? And everyone, no one, no one. Guys, I'm sorry. Spike's captured, and the cave is in exactly one forty eight point one north. He leads them right to the cave with the space bridge, and they're all out there going, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, it's right inside." <laughs> okay, so this this plan was completely ridiculous on the Tepcom's part. So yeah. Megatron brainwashed Bumblebee mm-hmm. and fed him the fake coordinates to the to this to this cave for them to, for them to go so they could ambush them there, right? And, and but then he sent Laserbeak to spy on the on the Autobots to to relay the the Autobots plan back to the Decepticons, mm-hmm. despite the fact that Megatron fed that plan to. Bumblebee fed it to the Autobots, so he should have already known where they were going anyway. But instead, he when Laserbeak comes back, he goes, "Oh, that's where they're going. We should go set up an ambush." Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the plan from the start. Yeah, so they they go in their hiding cave, <laughs> man. And like they, they, the Autobots go in there, look around, like this doesn't look right at all. And he, they pop up from behind a rock. Apparently, there are huge rocks in these caves. Oh pops yeah, up from behind rocks, and uh, they start fighting, man. Lasers. Fist, everything's going down in this cave. The best weapon, though, is that Jazz snaps off a stalagmite. Oh, yeah. It, that was sound wave. Beats the heck out of him with it. It's oh, fantastic. Man. And then, uh, so yeah, the uh, the Decepticons leave out of there and they he they uh they they shoot the uh the uh mouth of the cave to collapse because apparently that's all you need to do to trap you know big robot. They did this a bunch of times. There was a lot of shooting the caves with uh with Megatron. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it was was it uh, Ratchet? I think threw like a, a net at oh, uh, yeah, Laserbeak, Laser but it, it was like a giant Pac-Man. It was like a it like a giant Pac-Man was coming after him. <laughs> it was out of his arm. <laughs> it was like this this hard lobster net thing goes yeah clamp. Oh, it was so but good. It, it's different. It's power because it's glowing. You know, it is the eighties cartoons. If it's if it's glowing, oh, yeah. it's power. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's so. going on. But yeah, Optimus <laughs> Prime got his got his foot caught in some rocks, and he was just stuck there, and he couldn't yep. he couldn't get out from this rock that was like uh, like an eighth of the size of him. And uh, Megatron like pulls like a master of the flying guillotine and throws like saw blades at him. <laughs> 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 this was 
<laughs> this was cool. Um, he's got all kinds of tricks today. He's uh, he's he's turning into another uh, another uh, Swiss Army knife character. I'll, I'll, I'll like it. Um, yeah, we, he has what he then, needs when he needs it. But then, he, and also, in addition to that, one of his hands transforms into a gun, despite the fact that he is himself is a gun, and also With has a, gun a on giant his arm. and he has a giant cannon on his arm, which is the, which is the, somehow the scope from the pistol becomes a, a cannon. But um, uh, yeah, so he's got like another. He's just he's full of weapons. He's full of tricks. Which actually, there's one thing I forgot to mention last episode when they're at that. You know, back to this. Uh, I forgot to mention like the only time he's like the little turret, like the uh, barrel gun on his hip. Mm-hmm. It was last episode when they uh, they're fighting like with the fake Decepticons at the um, at the rocket base. The the uh, the uh, barrel of the gun mode comes up, up starts shooting a long barrel. So he's got like two cannon shooting. Never see that again. But uh, yeah, oh, anyways, I, I didn't even I didn't that's insane. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it's it's just one of those weird things that just had happened and then it's gone. Like Autobots flying, I guess. We go back. the The Autobots realize if they can start, if they can shoot all at the same time, they can blow up rocks. So good on them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <they're, laughs> yeah. The same, only the same time at the same time. Like everyone, yeah. concentrate your fire. Yeah. Oh, but it we, worked. Weird. Which which means that that every Autobot gun together is equally as powerful as Megatron. Uh so yeah, the also <laughs> Bumblebee is laying on the corner with his like bent up chest. And he's like, he's at the purple eye thing going on because he's still brainwashed. And then he starts right. shaking it off, like, oh Bumblebee, you'll, you'll be okay. And he goes, Wait, wait, guys. The space bridge is really in the river valley or the ravine. It was, inside, it was, it was a canyon, whole, some, some canyon in the middle. He, of the yeah, um, he tricked me, you know. And so the, uh, the the ruse is now found out, and they that's how they get out. And they go after them. So the Decepticons have a spike in the transport ship, and they're about to send him when the Autobots show up and lay down a massive amounts of fire. So oh. Spike is in the ship. He's down on the ground. And they just lay into the whole canyon floor, just shooting everything in sight. <laughs> <laughs> Autobots don't care about they don't care about Spike. Spike he, was in the craft with energy by energon behind him. Oh yeah, it's like it's loaded up. Let's 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 put you like here here to hold the stick of dynamite. Also, just hang out here next to this open flame. I mean, he's he's in there like the most combustible area in the entire canyon, and they're shooting everything. <laughs> they're shooting right, right at him. So uh, right, right before this, though, <laughs> they they had a, they had apparently they had been holding him in a a, a laser cage. Oh yeah. Um, a, a Ravage had him in a laser cage, and then th- this was this was hilarious. Um, is uh, so Soundwave comes up, and then uh, Ravage turns the laser cage off, and Spike goes. I'm free to go. And dude, Soundwave <laughs> comes up. Soundwave has Joe. He's got dad jokes, man. He comes up with uh, with the Let's Group Tonight voice again. It's like, you are free to go to Cybertron. <laughs> they're, they're and they, lost, they lost the thing. Spike's just looking up at the cage and he has, has his hand out like, well, are we going to do this? And the right. cage goes off. Yeah, so, oh, I'm sorry. They go down there. They're shooting. They're laying down all kinds of fire. Ironhide shows up with a uh, G.I. Joe bazooka. It's a green bazooka. <laughs> he does, he does, I don't know where yeah. he, that came from. Here he shoot him, and Optimus <laughs> is like, no, no, no. Spike's in there. I'll save him. He twists the barrel of his gun, and apparently it was like he put on the sniper barrel or something like that. He goes, bam, bam, bam. He shoots the canopy off, shoots both straps of the seatbelt, holding yeah. him in. And then they're like, where has this guy been? And they, they get him out of there, and the uh the the craft careens and hits the side of the gravitron again megatron he's like he's desperate he's freaking out he's like oh god it's, it's gonna go now <laughs> uh, he grabs all the energon cubes and he's getting ready to try to get in there to get him to the, the cybertron and the autobot i think 
Optimus shoots him, knocks him into the space bridge. <laughs> so the thing comes on, he gets turned. So he's, the cyclotron turns on, and he's he's trapped to the wall, like <laughs> when like when you're twelve and you're at the cycle you're in the cyclotron. Oh god, this was great. He gets whipped around like, like a fork in the garbage disposal. Like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and he's taken off. Oh god! And so they they beam him to the cybertron. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, appar- apparently, uh, when they were getting Spike ready, though, they they uh, they, they told him how to drive the. Uh, the, the little craft though and apparently you have to ride all the way to cybertron on a beam of light and uh while you're doing that you cannot look away from the beam of light otherwise you <laughs> fall into space which is the most inefficient way to uh to, to operate a vehicle look man um i don't know how the last time you went through space on a space bridge maybe that's the only way you can do it if you think about maybe, that, maybe, maybe that's maybe the only is. way maybe you can actually do it. Uh, maybe it is, man. I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, like I'm just saying with uh, you got cars, you got Elon Musk cars that can drive themselves in the show. Why can't you have a spaceship that drives? Itself? Why, why wasn't why wasn't the, the, the ship to Cybertron a transformer? Why did why why wasn't it? Why didn't they make like Thundercracker? It was just was worthless. Why didn't they make him one, uh, that thing and just make him ride? So the thing, as uh, soon as he goes to Cybertron. Two star, two star screams show up in the next there scene. Were two, there were two they're star screams. Oh my god! They <laughs> so, farmed that animation out. And they just <laughs> have two they of them right Sky, there. They colored Skywarp the same color yeah. as Star Scream, and there's two star screams, which <laughs> which must be which absolutely must be Megatron's worst fear of all time. That must just be the thing that, that keeps him up at night. It's like oh Jesus Christ, is another one. So yeah, apparently the. Um, this is the the moment that Star Screen's been waiting for. Like, well, Megatron's dead again, so let's go, guys. Let's. I'm, I'm in charge, so let's leave right now. He just he just took he took over, and then that was that was that. that yeah, was it. and then um, so and, we hear the deep space woo woos again. My, my favorite sort of sound of the deep space going to Cybertron, and Megatron shows up. He shows up on Cybertron. He gets pissed with Shockwave, like it's his fault. Dude, like, Shock was so happy to see him, though, man. He's got he was a friend. So, he's like, like, geez, I've been sitting here for four million years. Megatron. I finally have someone to hang out with. Oh, Jesus Christ, Megatron. So happy to see Megatron. And uh, Megatron goes off on a villain rant here. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, he says, I will be avenged. Like, he's not like, dead. He's not dead. Who's going to like? Who's going to avenge him? Like, he's just a trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's just gone. He's just away for a little while. Yeah, so yeah, he shakes his fist, him? you know, like uh, uh, Lex Luthor style. I will be avenged. Like, who's going to avenge him? Starscream? No, that's not what no. I mean, <laughs> Of course not like, Starscream. Starscream is, this is my he chance. Better, I got yeah, this. He better, he better pray to God that Soundwave's doing something because he's the only Decepticon that can actually do anything. And that was the, that was the end of the episode. Yeah, that was, uh, that it was cr- the, goes right uh, to the credits. Sorry. Uh, so this one kind of established... Uh, uh, that there are things going on on Cybertron, even if that, even if those things are are just you know Shockwave sitting there and um, you know, like watching reruns of whatever whatever the TV shows they watch on Cybertron. I don't know, uh, but it, so it's obviously that it's still like an active uh, you know part of the show, and it's not just like a you know I think like it's not like uh, uh, Superman's home world. It was just yeah, like a, what was know, the plot end- device or whatever. Um, what was the soap opera they watched on Futurama? All my circuits. All my circuits. All my circuits. Right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Right. Sorry. Um, uh, but I thought it was cool that they established that things were still going on there. Um, uh, so I like that. Um, the the space bridge is uh, is just is just super cool. I, mm-hmm. I I really like the the whole concept of the space as a through the adult through the adult eyes and the kids eyes. I, I think that's a cool thing. Um, uh, something something that I always thought 
that I found bizarre about this episode and that I find bizarre with the Transformers as a franchise is mm-hmm. that how much they, they push Bumblebee as a main character, as, as kind of like an MVP uh, player, when he was the, literally the, the cheapest Transformer that you could get. He was the... Um, and I, I don't know if it was that was to push, you, you know, kids to... Like, hey, here's the lower price thing that you can. You know, these guys are cool too. I guess it was it was to to make those guys prominent also, and not just to, you know, like to just to make the most expensive Transformers the coolest guys in the show to make you want to buy those. Um, or, so, yeah. Um, so that said, um, I, I I actually enjoyed this episode a lot. I thought it was uh, I, I thought it was cool. Even even the things that I and again, this is something that I. I'll reiterate every episode that uh, me picking on, on these shows isn't. It doesn't come from a place of malice. It comes from just a. Uh, you know, a place of hey, haha, this was that, this, that was a fun thing to watch, and but this this part was silly, but I still had fun watching it. Um, uh, kid brain, uh, on this one, man, I, I'm doing uh, four revved up decibels out of five. <laughs> I, I like this one a lot, it was fun. It, um, it, it kind of uh, it, it bridged the more or less bridged from the uh, the original miniseries to I guess you know, the ongoing series now that they knew that there was going to be a, a series and it wasn't just like a a toy ad and you know now we're going to continue this as a as a franchise mm-hmm. um i thought it was cool um my my adult uh uh you know my sub my you know objective adult uh opinion i'd probably give it a three um uh, you know, there were things i liked about it i like that cool little uh bumblebee animation uh i thought that was uh that was a was cool to watch i like i like uh sound doing stuff like i always like i'm always a fan of sound doing things um him spitting tapes out in that cave like a like a DJ was cool because he's just like just you know like tape after tape after tape which yeah. was which was cool. Um, that, this uh, again the space bridge. Uh, I, I liked laughing at, at the cycle Raba, um, cyclotron. Sorry, not not the famous landmark in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, but no, it, it was a, it, it was it was fun all, all all around. I thought it was fun, and uh, I, I like I definitely liked it a lot more than. Episode two of the miniseries, um, mm-hmm. and probably uh, I don't know, probably on par with episode three of the miniseries. Um, yeah, it, was, it was good. How about yourself? How about you? Uh, yeah, so I uh, I started watching the episode, and then I took a lot of notes. And I came back and watched it, you know watched it again to see if I missed anything. And like, I, I gotta say, um, it kind of fits as a nice, I don't know, almost a part like a three point five of that miniseries. It it kind of flows into it. I like the idea of uh, bringing Shockwave back in, into it because it brings it off of Earth. It, being, it makes it a, um, a space show again instead of just being a bunch of robots on, on Earth. Um, I like that a lot. I love the uh, Megatron uh, in the uh, blender. Um, that, all that stuff. <laughs> the, the ship, I mean, I love that sci-fi look. That, that ship, you know, the uh, the space bridge. Yeah, you know, I, I easily give it a, you know, a, a three cycles in the Gravitron out of five. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was good stuff, man. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you, I... I look forward to it because some of these things I haven't watched in so long and go back and look at it again like this, actually watch it, not just have another background. It's been really, really fun. Yeah, man. Um, so next week we, it's going to go and go into roll for it, which is, uh, which is, uh, an episode that has star scream in control. So that should be, um, a disaster. Also, oh, the, oh, there is continuity then from, uh... yeah. Oh yeah. They, they, oh, that's they, cool. They, I, I had no idea. Pretty well, it's continuity. And also we're going to see some, uh, some new characters showing up. Awesome. So uh, yeah, it'll be good stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I want to thanks man for being here. I thanks everyone for listening. Been really surprised and happy with uh, some of the um, some of the responses and some uh, of where people are watching the uh, episodes, downloading the episodes. 
So uh, once again, I will have all the links to our how to get a hold of us in the show notes. And um, please feel free to reach out. I personally love it. And I know Ed does. We uh, we text each other like, look, look, I got a response from someone. It's, it's like <laughs> makes my day. And it makes all our day, you know, and tell your friends, give us a, give us a follow, give us some likes, give us some love and please interact. We'd love to hear from you. Ed, anything you want to break out at the show from with? Uh, well, let's take us out. Let's take us out with a quote as, as usual. And uh, in the grand irony of how uh, everyone was shooting at Spike, uh, we cannot let the humans pay for our mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Optimus. All right. All right, man. All right. Thanks later, so guys. Here. I'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Later.